Podcast. This is your host, Sean Tudor. And this is Sam. Today, we want to chat a little bit about communication. And personality tests. Yeah. We went up, um, last weekend we went up to the cities and got our engagement photos taken from our friend, Abby. And while we were up there, Andrew decided to show us what a personality test was. We knew what a personality test was, but... He showed us the Ananagram personality test. Yeah, it was very interesting because I've never seen one that has nine different types. Because we've done like business ones where there's four. A few th- types. Yeah. yeah, I think there's four and you can be a mixture of them. But I think this was the most accurate one that I've ever taken. Yeah, and it uh, wasn't just for like business. It was for everything your normal life, social life, how to get along with you, how to work with you, how to work with others. Um, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, it even showed us like our downsides and plus our pros and cons yeah. of our relationship with our two personality types. Mm-hmm. And then it showed us like what personality we become depending on if we are in a poor mood or not in a stressed out mood or in a uh high functioning mood i think was the other one something like that Mm. that was pretty cool um but we'll we'll talk about that towards the end of the episode we'll start with communication yeah so for sean and i will use quite a bit of insight in our relationship so sean communication i've always told you this is the key point of having a good relationship correct do you remember why no no have you noticed anything with our relationship of when we communicate oh right well i mean it's definitely better when we communicate than when we don't communicate right thank you for pointing out the obvious yes okay (laughs) So one thing, honestly, like, since Sean and I started dating, I've always told him he needs to communicate with with me more and more because I don't know if it's a man thing or if it's a Sean thing, but he likes to keep his emotions all locked up in there. That would be a type three achiever thing. Great. We did discover that, yes. But it's something that I've had to push him to talk to me about anything because there have been multiple times where he'll be upset of something that I've done and he just won't tell me. Yeah, I think that's a mixture of uh, personality and maybe a mixture of a guy thing. Uh, But yeah, we don't, well, at least I don't uh, seem to talk about my emotions and feelings too much. You don't seem like you do? Yeah. Even now? Well, I do more now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Naturally, I do not. Yeah, no, no. I have to push you and ask you. Mm-hmm. But I've learned that I need to ask you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, it's... It was our breaking point at one point. Like, we almost didn't last because you were not telling me what I was doing wrong. Mm-hmm. So I had no clue what I needed to, like fix or how I could be a better person to be around Mm -hmm. 
um, until one night I probably blew up at you and demanded that you would tell me how you were feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I just, I know to do it more off, more frequently because yes. otherwise we just have, I just freak out at you because I know you're not telling me things. Yeah, that's how that goes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but I do also know that um, we've figured those things out. I do try to bring to light my feelings and emotions. And we'll take a slight break while the dogs go bark at nothing. So... And that's how dogs communicate. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, letting us know that there's probably somebody driving by. But yeah, now that I notice, like now that I understand my communication barrier, I know that I need to talk about it more often and be more vocal with it without you necessarily having to ask all the time. That's true. You've gotten a lot better about me not or communicating without me asking. Mm-hmm. It's been easier. Mm-hmm. It's all a growing process. It is. And I naturally just like to tell everyone everything. I like to tell everyone everything that's good. Um, Except for the Corvette. <laughs> Sean and I bought a 1974 Corvette Red Automatic. Yeah. And he failed to mention it to anyone. Yeah, I really didn't tell anybody. I've just been enjoying that one. Nice and deep down inside, I've just been enjoying that. I mean, it's not like we could drive it anyways. It's in storage for the winter. Good old Wisconsin winter. Yep. So, we couldn't really gloat about it until it's nicer out. I can't wait till April. I know. I just can't wait. Me either. It's going to be a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Um, But... You know what? I will let everybody know. I bought a 1995 Ford F-350 today. It's pretty rust-free. It's it, very loud. so long. It's freaking awesome. I'm so excited to just drive it. I'm just going to wait three months until you sell it. I'm going to keep this one for uh Mark My Words podcast. I will uh, keep this through next year. At least. Bet. What are we betting? Tattoo bet? No, we already did that. Yeah, and you bought me out of it. (laughs) Should we do it again? Let's do it again. All right. Same terms. Same buyout? What was the buyout? Uh, I think you paid me $250 to not have to get a tattoo. I thought it was $500. I don't think it was that high. No, maybe it was five hundred. It was five hundred. Okay, five hundred. Yeah. All right. So five hundred dollars, mm-hmm. or either you have to get a tattoo and pay up to five hundred for it, or I get a tattoo of my choice and you have to pay up to five hundred for it. Sure. Or if I don't want to get a tattoo, I get to choose your tattoo if you lose. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Done. Okay. And this is, I have to hold this truck until at least January 1st of 2022. I should not make these bets 
until I know how good the fucker's going to run. Okay, next week on the podcast, we will update you if Sean's going to do the bet or not. I'll just fucking do it. I'm taking it. Bet? Bet. Okay, done. Podcast, you are a witness to this bet that just happened. <laughs> this time, I'm actually going to get a tattoo. You better. Okay, back to communication. Um, so not only, I mean, some people do communicate in just in general, but we've known some people that all they do is lie or exaggerate the truth. And that's not helpful either. Yeah. Um, when you, that type of communication, I'm not really sure. I mean, obviously exaggerating stuff. Um, you know, might make your daily life or, like, the story more interesting, a little more unbelievable, a little more holy man, um, which it can be good to sprinkle a little bit in that for effect, but when you do it about everything and it's overboard to the point where it's, like, that can't actually be true, there's no way that much shit happens to you, then it gets out of hand. And the same thing, I mean, lying. Lying can be good to get yourself out of a situation, maybe, um, politely. Um, like, hey, uh, what are you doing tonight? Want to grab a beer? And I go, oh, shucks, I got to record a podcast. But I go home and watch TV and then do the podcast the next night. That kind of line could be, uh, all right, a little fib. But um, compulsive lying or lying in a negative way is not good. Right. It's not productive. Um, like one of our biggest things is we've always talked very openly about money and our finances. And if you lie about that stuff, that's not helping anyone. Like if you have thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of dollars in debt, you're not helping yourself. You're not helping your family if your significant other doesn't know what you, like, if they don't know you have that debt, they can't help you. Absolutely. And it's not making you look like a better person lying about it. Yeah, we listened to a podcast about that one time where, like, the guy didn't tell his girlfriend that he had a bunch of debt, then they got engaged and he still didn't tell her. And I think it was, like, right up until when they got married. I think it was, yeah, like, two weeks before they got married. That he finally told her that he actually had loads of debt and stuff. Mm. And she said, like, she almost didn't marry him because of it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, things like that could happen. Um, and if you... Especially in the relationship. If you're getting married to someone... Or if you want to stay with them forever, like, they should be your best friend. Like, you should be able to confide in them and tell them everything and anything. And if you can't tell them something as simple as finances, mm-hmm. you shouldn't be getting married to them. Well, not only that, um, like, if, if you can't tell them about it or you can't trust them about it, how are you going to trust them with anything? Right. Moving forward. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, still something 
like I struggle with, I think just as a woman, is trusting Sean that he's telling me all of the truth. Mm-hmm. Which he tells me he is, so I'm going to believe he is. Mm-hmm. But still, there's always that nagging feeling inside of me that there's something, something he's hiding. And you'll never know. <laughs> then he does this shit, so I never know. It's my uh, type three personality. It is. It definitely is. But, yeah. I mean, so not even, like, communicate about everything. Not just finances. Like, communicate if your sex life is good. Talk about your goals together because if you can. Or communicate if your sex life isn't good. Right. Mm-hmm. There yeah. you go. Yep. Um, talk about goals because they can be there to help you achieve your goals. Yeah. Financial goals, personal goals, business goals, career goals. Gym goals. Gym goals. Literally any goal you have, talk about it. See how you guys can accomplish it. Talk about, you know, where you see yourself in five years in 10 years what you know sam 2030 looks like what sam 2040 look like right those things to see like what you're working for like what are you working towards and if you can get a sense of what you're working towards then you make the correct actions now to get there and even just like starting the conversation can make you realize partway through the communication or partway through the conversation what you actually want or need because mm-hmm. there's been times sean and i would start conversations and he'll ask me like well what do you want and i'll be like oh i don't really know i didn't get that far in the conversation in my head um so it's good to just say it out loud because it's more of like a reality and then you can come up with solutions or steps to get to whatever you're trying to do mm-hmm um, I mean, other things you can talk about is the environment you're in. Yeah. Oh, Go ahead. I love that. Check this out. All right. So discuss your environment. So I personally like change and a lot of change in everything. That's why I've had like 35 different cars and I've had my license for nine years. Almost 10. Almost 10 years. Mm-hmm. So not that many. I could have more. I should get more. Um, but I like change, right? Um, we've been in our current house. Today is our anniversary of two years since we bought the house. And he's been talking about selling it for the past year. No, 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 no. I've been talking about selling it for the past two years. Valid. Love me some change. Love changing my environment. Love making... I just love the stimulus of a different environment to a different thing, a different challenge, right? That's what I want. Guess who doesn't want any of that shit? Me. Sam. She hates a change in environment. It's It's been a struggle. I will mentally tax her brain by talking about a change of environment when she does not want to change an environment. And Sam, what do you have to do? I just have to tell you to give me a moment to think about it. And I just have to mentally prepare myself. And the problem with this, though, is that Sean will one day be like, babe, let's sell our house. Let's go do this next day. 
babe, let's stay in this house. We have, we're building equity in it. Let's just keep the house. Babe, let's buy another house, rent this house out. It, it changes every single fucking day. I got to keep her on her toes, you know? It literally makes me exhausted. Um, so, I'm keeping Sam young here um, with my constant change of environment. But one thing I really like about the environment topic, right? So, say you do not like the place you live. Figure out a way to get to a different place, right? So, if you're living in an apartment in a shitty part of town and you want to be in a nice apartment on a nice part of town, well, what do you got to do? You got to save a little more money. You got to maybe get paid a little more. You got to get your credit score up and you got to move. All right. Or maybe you want to buy a house in the country because you're sick of the city. Right now, what do we got to do? We got to find a house in our price range. We got to make sure we have a down payment. We got to make sure that we can get approved for a loan. We need to have good credit. Well, at least decent credit. Um, and we need to make those steps happen to get where we want to be. And if you, I mean, if you have other debts like a car loan or student loans, mm-hmm. and that's putting pressure on how much of a house you can get, then pay off those debts. Pay off those debts so then you can expand your price range um, to be able to afford it and be comfortable with it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, think about it. Like the average person probably has a $350 car payment, mm-hmm. $400 payment. Okay, say you paid that off or got a 1995 Ford F-350 uh, for $3,000. Now, right, you could take that extra $350, $400 a month and put that towards a house if, if, that's what, if that's what you want, right? If you want a bigger budget for a house or maybe you want to do some renovations or something like that. Um, but that just opens up your opportunities mm-hmm. by taking down some of those monthly payments. You know, we should really just have an environment podcast. Yeah, we're going to keep going because environment is freaking sweet. Um, So, boom, housing situation. You don't like it, change it, right? Car, say you don't like paying for a fucking car. Get a shittier one that you don't got to pay for that you can pay in cash. Say you got a shitty car, you make decent money, you've got your budgeting figured out, but damn, you just want to drive around in a nice car. Well, then go get yourself a nice car. Just budget it in. It ain't no big deal. Enjoy that sucker. And then... Don't like your boyfriend? Break up with him. Move out. Find a new one. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> Thankfully, I'm your fiancé, so that doesn't work as easy. No, it's not. <laughs> um, and then, I mean... Like, uh, the last two things I'll say about environment before we continue moving so Sam doesn't get on my case is, right, work environment. So your work environment isn't what you like. You don't like the people you work with. You don't like the type of work you're doing. You don't like working inside an office. You don't like working inside a machine shop, right? Or you work outside every day and it's annoying and you want to be an AC, Whatever it may be, you need to find out a way to get to your ideal environment where you're going to thrive. So start taking the steps now. If you want to fucking sit on your ass wearing a suit every day because you're sick of working outside in the 100 degree weather or the fucking negative degree weather all year long, 
you better start doing the right things to put yourself in that position so in the year two years three years whatever hell even next week you could be putting yourself in the situation to get that type of environment you want mm-hmm. last one is like your home environment your actual environment do you have roommates you don't like do you have a significant other you don't like do not like how your house like looks like, yeah do you want to paint a wall to make it more comforting to your eyes yeah the feng shui yeah do you not like your couch you know whatever it is make that environment productive and energizing for you so make sure your spouse is or your significant other is on board with your mindset you want to be in you want the house to be a certain way collaborate with them to make sure it's positive vibes for both of you Mm -hmm. um do these things in ways to make the environment you're in whatever the environment may be the most productive the least like the least nagging and headache you can you can create so that you are in your best headset your best mindset Mm mm-hmm and you want to be comfortable in the place that you're living. Very comfortable. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bring that back to communication now. All right. So that ties right in, right? Because in order for you to have a good environment, you have to communicate. Okay? You have to communicate with your significant other, your spouse, your friends. roommates, your friends, whatever. Hey, this is the vong shui. This is the vong shui I'm looking for. I want my house like this. I want my friend group like this. I want my job like this. You need to have those discussions. Maybe you're at a workplace where you're out in the field working, but you could be inside working. It's just a couple conversations with your management away from doing that. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're inside your office. You're losing your damn mind. It's a couple conversations to you being out in the field working. Mm -hmm. Um, And then... As long as you're keeping this communication, let your friends know. Like, say you have that that negative friend who's always making excuses, always complaining, always dragging you down. You need to tell them, like, hey, this is this is the environment I need so I can thrive. Let's do it together. Or if we can't do it together, I can only hang out with you sometimes. And try and make it as positive as possible, too. Mm-hmm. don't be rude about it or negative and be like, hey, you're a Debbie Downer all the time and it's really, really bringing myself down. Don't, don't make it about yourself. Like, try and help them out too while you're at it. Yeah, oh, for sure. We'll try and bring them along. Mm-hmm. Communicate to to make others better and not just yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. life. I mean, just communicate about life in general to everyone, anyone. I mean, I talk to my mom a lot. I talk to your mom a lot. I talk to a lot of people a lot because I just, it, it makes me feel better to get things off of my mind. So not only, I mean, the communication part, right? You can brain dump onto people, mm-hmm. which is good, but you can also brain dump into a journal or something. That's but, true. but what's good about brain dumping on people, I think, is you can get their feedback. Be very open to their feedback. Listen to their feedback. Don't just talk at people. Have a conversation with them. So if you're going to go to someone and go, oh, man, here's what's great in my life. Here's what's shitty in my life. 
you if you're telling someone that you should want them to give you their feedback like oh hey man i've been there change this shit around and it'll be even better or hey dude that's awesome to hear things are going great try this this will help it get a little better Mm -hmm. right um or keep doing that and and you'll just keep keep progressing um, and so the feedback portion's huge when you talk to a bunch of different people. Well, and so that you want to talk to a bunch of different people. And you want to talk to people in different stages of their careers, in their life. You don't want to talk to only people, say, in their, you know, who are 50 to 60 years old, who are looking at retiring, and you're 25. If you only talk to people like that, it's, there's going to be such a big disconnect, but if you talk to your friends who are 25 to 35, you talk to people you work with, other friends who are 40 to 50, 50 to 60, 60 to 70, 70 to 80, right? You follow a huge range of ages, people at different steps in their careers, entrepreneurs, people who just people who are regular employees, talk to everybody. Mm-hmm. And try to understand their situation too right so if you're going to brain dump on them hopefully they'll brain dump on you and you can discuss with them their situation too because that's going to be a good way for you to help them grow and then you could actually grow yourself Mm -hmm. especially with the active listening portion of it um and then hopefully being there for someone else Mm -hmm. yeah i mean it's a good way to learn everything and anything. Yeah, it's really great. Communication is important. It is. Um, lack of communication. I mean, yeah, lack of the communication. It's a major cause of conflict in relationships. Work, friends, significant others, everything. Absolutely. Um, I mean, Sa- Sam and I, for sure, In like we were saying earlier, when we haven't communicated, our relationship has been in jeopardy. Mm-hmm. Um, when we communicate, even if things aren't great, right, we can communicate to get to an understanding to work together towards a greater goal. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the the biggest thing that we've found out and that we've implemented is just communication because everything else can be awful. Everything can be falling apart. But as long as we're communicating, we're going to be all right. And not yelling, communicating. Like we very rarely yell and get mad at each other. Yeah. Um, because being angry isn't helpful for anyone. It's just going to frustrate both of you. It's and not it's, productive. Right. It's very not productive. Um, so, yeah, we just have regular conversations, and we go into them being very open-minded, uh, very understanding of the other person's side. Um, yeah, and we, we have to do it very frequently. I mean, just a couple months ago, I was very, um, uh, I was kind of telling Sean's friends some shitty things about Sean, but it wasn't his fault. Thanks, Sam. You know I was. Thanks. But he called me up for it afterwards, and he was very upset about it, and I guess I didn't really think about the consequences at the time, um... And after the fact, I was just like, oh, yeah, that was actually really, really rude of me to do that. Um, yeah. But I, we communicated about it, and now I don't do it, obviously. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but if he wouldn't have told me that he was upset by that, we wouldn't have been able to fix it. I wouldn't have been able to change my mindset and help us go forward better. Yep. It's quite important. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that goes into, I mean, that's relationships, that's friendships. Work. Let's talk about work. Lack of communication in workplaces is incredible. Uh, should we start with your business? Sure. Um, so Sean's business, when I started, I started in January of 2020. And there was very little communication between, at the time it was Sean and Ryan managing it, um, and the employees. And with me growing into their company, I tried to make communication, um, a, a huge part of it. I wanted all the employees, managers, Sean and Ryan to know the things that they needed to know. So I kind of shut Sean and Ryan out a little bit more towards the end because they're the owners. They don't need to be hearing all the day-to-day stuff. Um, but I would give them like little updates. Mm-hmm. Um, but I started like a newsletter for their company that we posted every Monday. And it was just little updates on all the different houses, all the upkeep things, like making sure you're clocking in on time, like just little silly reminders. But it was super helpful because I just had to print those out, bring them to each of the houses that I had to go to anyways. And whenever people came in, then they could just read it. And they had to sign off that they read it. If they actually read it, I don't know. Um, But at least then I had proof that there was this newsletter you signed it saying you read it so it they didn't change their ways or do what i told them to in that then i was able to uh enforce consequences mm-hmm. absolutely um and sean's business isn't the only place like that i've had i've worked at many jobs that did not communicate at all and it's sad because that's the best way to improve all your employees and for managers not to get upset for employees to want to keep working there well yeah and so with that in the lack of communication part and we see it in my my business a lot still is say ryan and i will talk to the regional manager about something um that was a position sam used to have so we'll talk to him to him about that he will disseminate it to his or to his management team Mm -hmm. and then the managers disseminate down to their employees they're like line leaders or or their line workers whatever Mm -hmm. however you want to phrase it um and going from those like three tiers down it almost seems like the communication changes or like the message might have changed a little bit it got presented a little different way it's like the telephone game yeah and so By the time it gets to the employees, it might not be the same message. Mm -hmm. Which is why I like doing, I, when I was there, I like to do everything in writing. Right. And it's a very, it's a very good idea. So it's a very, we should do more of that. Um, And so you pass that down, but then, right, it can be salvaged. It can be fixed as long as the managers are following up with the employees the regional managers following up with the employees and the managers, and then Ryan and I are following up with 
all the managers, regional manager and the managers. And then if the, if we see the staff follow up with the staff too. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if we have more communication like that and we get more than just the one individual's input, we're going to see a lot more of the picture and we'll see a lot more of where the communication is faulting. And that's something Ryan and I have been talking about uh, recently is we need to, we almost need to ask more or Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. follow up more and not just with the regional manager, but follow up with the other managers, randomly stop into the houses and talk to staff. Um, We just need to once a week, twice a week, just stop and randomly and chat. Until it's like ironed out. Yeah, I think at some point we, we sh- we sh- we'll we definitely be able to step out of that at some point. But making sure that, you know, for the next six months at least, that those things are getting taken care of. And if that's more things are getting written down, that would be a good thing, more things getting written down. But we still have to make sure that people are reading it mm-hmm. and that people are getting that. And um, if they're not, then it's pointless, you know. I mean, because even like some of the newsletters you put out, some employees would never read them. Right. Yeah. And but so. The, the, the nice thing about it, though, is because it's written down and if they signed it, you can enforce consequences because otherwise they falsified that they read it. Right. Absolutely. I mean, it's not helpful, but still you can once one employee sees that there's consequences to not actually reading it then others will follow through with it. Sometimes. Okay. With normal people. Yeah, but I mean, a lot of those people aren't going to see the consequences unless you put that one staff on blast, which you're not going to do. I suppose. So. Either way, communication is good. Yeah, well, yeah, just. So, yeah, right now, the, the big thing we need to focus on is just more follow-up communication Mm -hmm. to make sure that like the everything's getting understood the same way and it's all getting implemented how we wanted it to be implemented Mm -hmm. um and so that that'd be pretty good that'll be pretty good the next six months to see how that goes um we're going to start implementing that here next week um and then another thing i i thought about work is with the lack of communication, have you ever thought like your manager was upset with you or something or like you have a review and you're going in for your review and you think it's going to be negative and then it turns out to be positive? I personally have never had that. All right. What? No. Holy man. So, I mean, definitely myself, I've thought like... I've gone into meetings where I thought that, like, my review was going to go bad and it goes well, you know. Mm -hmm. And then I've had other meetings where I was going into it thinking, oh, man, I haven't been talked to in months. I must be doing really well. And then I go into my meeting and they're docking me on shit. And I'm like, dude, if you had told me that six months ago, I could have fixed this. Right. I've heard of that. And that is one thing, like... When I worked for you, I loved telling people right away. 
what they did wrong because then they can learn from it instantly. Otherwise, they're just going to keep doing it the same because no one told them they were doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, you that that part of communication is huge and it can really make you understand where you're at. Um, so yeah, that's business and communication. Mm-hmm. We deal a lot with it. Um, and we are going to continue having that as a, I mean, that, that's really like the number one thing in, in business, because if the communication's right, everyone's implementing the stuff, you're never going to have any issues. If something in that communication isn't, isn't right, somebody's not understanding or someone's choosing not to do it. Um, that's where you're going to start having issues. So then you need to have that open communication to make sure you can catch that right away. Mm-hmm. And that's work life and relationship life. Absolutely. Is If you communicate about it, that's the only way things are going to improve. Absolutely. Okay. Should we go to the uh, anagram? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so for spelling, if anybody needs to know, it's E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M. Um, and I just, I think I took, or you took the very first link. Yeah, yeah, so if you just click on, I think I just typed in an anagram test, and I took the first link. Yeah, um, it doesn't really matter which test you take on which site, it'll give you the same, um, results. But so Sean um, is a type three personality, which is the achiever. Who'd have thought? Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Yep. Yeah, that's you. Um, And I am a type nine, which is the peacemaker. And what's the peacemaker, Sam? Um, Pretty much I just want to make everyone happy. Um, Let's see here. I'm going to be reading off the website, so give me a second. Um, let's see. They want everything to go smoothly and be without conflict, but they can also tend to be complacent, simplifying problems, and minimizing anything upsetting. Hence what I did for you at your workplace. Mm-hmm. Um, it does say I might be stubborn, though, which well, that's not true. Yeah. Wow. No truth in that. Um, Sean, you are diplomatic and poised, but can be overly concerned with their image and what others think of them. Uh, they typically have problems with workaholism and competitiveness. Boy, that don't sound right at all. Sean and I have recently started playing chess. (laughs) And I was on the chess team in high school. And I've played about one game of chess in my whole life. Yep. So Sean's been very competitive, and I told him he had to stop. Otherwise, I would stop playing with him. <laughs> it's so damn fun. It's gotten better the past two days. We're 7-2, and two, by the way, if anybody's curious. Yep. Keep those tallies. It's just going to go up for me. We'll see. Um, so on the website, you can see a whole bunch of different stuff about your specific... Um, type 
so they give like a brief description. Uh, Sean, your basic fear is being worthless. Your mm-hmm. basic desire is to feel valuable and worthwhile. Absolutely. Um, there's some motivations, examples of people. Do you remember any of yours, Sean? Um. Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> That's Sean's favorite. There's one other one that I really like down there. Um, this gives me a lot of people. Uh, Tony Robbins. Yes. Oprah Tony Winfrey. Robbins. Who else? Augustus Caesar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it gives you like an overview. And then you can look at your, oh, your levels of development. Uh, but your compa- compatibility with other types. Mm-hmm. That's fun to see how like, it's good because it shows how the three and the nines interact and what we need to look out for. Um, so it's been really helpful. We, w- we went pretty in depth on a lot of the things for both, both personality types and it really taught us a lot about ourselves. The majority of it, I mean, I would say 90% of it's spot on. It's all stuff we knew. We just didn't really understand why mm-hmm. we did it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like... I think now we realize that it's it's things that... Like, it's part of us that who we are. Like, things that can't really change. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we've accepted them a lot more and are working towards either making a little bit easier for the other person yeah um like correcting them or just i mean or just being aware of it yeah and how to like skirt around those things because some of them are positive some of them are negative and so knowing that if we have a negative tendency how we're going to work to not have that happen um what you know what things we're going to put in place what habits we're going to have so that we don't have those those negative things popping up um, and then the good thing about the, how, how you interact with others is it tells you, it pretty much gives you a roadmap for all the shit that's either already happened or stuff that could happen. And you can just see like, oh, if the other person's becoming this way, it's because I'm doing this or I'm not doing this. Um, so it's it's pretty opening if if you and your partner do it together you can really see where your trouble points are going to be and where your thriving points are going to be let me read this one sentence of our relationship okay um if threes are heavily invested in having a perfect marriage to the outside world it will be difficult to talk about their unhappiness in the relationship or the frustrations they are feeling Mm-hmm. So, it it obviously is a thing that is part of your personality. It's mm-hmm. just how Sean is, how he's grown up to be, um, and it's something that we push to correct. Right. So we obviously have to communicate inside the house, so we can have a good relationship on the outside and the inside. Mm-hmm. And so, like with this, now I know Sean doesn't really like to communicate about anything. Um, I think it says, like, I do not know how to show emotion. Yeah. Um, yeah, somewhere it does say that. I have to, like, force myself to 
show emotion. Like, relationships are not your strong suit at all. No. Um, And it's the opposite for me because I like to become one with my partner. Um, And it says to eat, like, I'll even do that with kids and pets and whatnot. Yeah, it's almost like polar opposites attract. Mm -hmm. We're very opposite in that um, area. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, it's really helpful. We've... We've only known about this for a week now, and I'd say this past week has probably been the most relaxing and enjoyable week I've had. Turns out peacemakers don't like to wake up early. It's a thing. But achievers like to get so achievers like to get up early and accomplish it in the morning. And peacemakers like to sleep in and accomplish stuff at night. Mm-hmm. And that is us. That is us to a T. Ooh, they both want a pleasant, aesthetically pleasing home. Yeah, too bad our house looks like shit. I just cleaned it today, thank you. Yes, you did good. It looks mm. beautiful today. Mm. But so it, it, our personality types are really good together because Sean pushes me to do better and I kind of hold back Sean to enjoy life more. Turns out you're not supposed to enjoy working all day every day. Ain't that lame. For you. That's what I'm saying. No, my goodness. I honestly thought that, like, because working is my favorite hobby, and it's been my favorite hobby for so long. And I just think that, like, I, I didn't understand that other people, you know, don't enjoy the act of working. I like working. I just like to limit how much I work. Yeah, like, I well, I just, like, I mean, because... I don't have that limit switch. No. Thank you. No. When we first bought this house, we had a whole bunch of construction and fixing up to do right away. Sean would literally go to work from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. And then... Uh, five. I was working until 5 or 4.30 or 5 then, I think. Something like that. Yeah. Um, and I would work 7 to 4. And then we'd meet up at home. Not this home. Our apartment at the time. And then we would come here... Do some construction until 10 p.m. And then go home, sleep, repeat it five days a week. And then we'd spend all weekend working on the house. That was literally the best two months of my life. I was so exhausted by the end of it. I just, I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to do anything on the house for months after that. I love that shit. Like, it's just enjoyable. It's just fun. The challenge is just fun. Anyway, so you can see our differences. Um, But we've communicated this. So we've actually known that for a long time. Um, And we do things in order to make us both happy. Mm -hmm. Um, Which is really, it's really nice. Mm -hmm. On top of this, we've also take, real quickly, we'll take a, we took a love language quiz. Oh, that was sweet uh five language five love languages it's called i believe so yeah the five love languages um sean what are you uh words of affirmation mm-hmm. and i'm quality time quality time mm-hmm. um so that's been actually really nice to know because i actually never knew how much sean enjoyed being told um like that i'm proud of him or that i just saying i love you uh 
which the achiever in that one it also says I should tell you I love you as often as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I didn't know that that was your top thing. I did. Why have you never told me that? Because I never thought about it until I took the five love languages test. We definitely knew mine, though. Yeah. Yep. I've always enjoyed just quality time with Sean, just without our phones. Um, Just him and I sitting and talking or playing chess. Him and, you know, Sam and I just working on the house together every night. Quality time, baby. As long as you're not on your phone. Well, now that I bought a 1995 Ford F-350, maybe I won't be scrolling Facebook and Craigslist as much. Thank God. Um, but, I mean, so as you can see, Sean and I aren't perfect. But we have figured out how to make ourselves happy and comfortable with each other. And it's all been through communication. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, um, I guess to wrap this up, because I got to go beat Sam in chess... Um, I would say <laughs> be very conscious of, of how much you're communicating um, and and how you're communicating. If, if it's a positive communication or not, if you're having conversations to benefit both parties and not just yourself, um, really be aware of your environment and, and how your environment plays a role in your happiness and your success. And with that, take a personality test uh, for yourself just to understand who you are. Um, we found, we've taken quite a few personality tests now. Mm-hmm. I've taken, I've probably taken about five different ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel that the Ananagram test is the most accurate. The most accurate and the most pertinent to your overall life. Not just one section, but your overall life, you can get a really good understanding. Yeah, because I think the app, there's also an app you can get. Um, I had to pay like $3 to get all the info. but Dude, whatever. I was wondering why I couldn't access that shit. Yeah, I paid for it. Um, but it tells you about like self-preservation, your social life, and your sex life. Mm-hmm. Um, and it tells you your pros and cons of both and what you need to do to improve those. Yeah, so I mean for $3, right, to understand yourself better and make it so that your partner can understand you better, I think that's a pretty good $3 spent. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you have, even if you don't have a partner, but especially if you do have a partner, check out the five love languages and understand what you need and what your partner needs. Maybe you'll find out that you don't even have to have a damn Christmas anymore because you don't even like presents. On my scale of like, of things, mine was 4% that I enjoyed giving or getting gifts, and Sam's was 0%. I don't even know why the hell we give each other gifts when neither of us give a shit about them. That's so true. Yeah, I don't even... Pointless. And so, do that so you can really see, you know... For Christmas next year, maybe I'll take a day off of work instead of getting Sam a present and just spend a day with her with my phone off. Can we just buy ourselves things and then we'll just wrap them and open them? Sure. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so like you really understand what your partner wants from you and what you need from your partner to be the most successful. 
take all those things, check them out, try to implement them in your life and, and try to be a better person and, and be in a more productive mindset because that's how you're really going to enjoy life. Yeah, check out uh, my post on our website, Tutors of Life, um, on positive mindset. Mm -hmm. It's a very good one. Mm -hmm. That really plays a role in a lot of this. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Also, if you guys have any topics you want us to research, let us know. um, Because we research life, so you don't have to. Absolutely. It's fun. That way I get to work all day. Mm -hmm. All right, guys. Well... Check us out on tutorsoflife.com. Obviously, if you're listening to the podcast, you know where that's at. We come out with podcasts every Monday, and we come out with blogs every Thursday and every other Sunday right now to update our 12-week goals. Have a good night, everyone, or a good day, depending on when you're listening to this. Good night.